Hello everyone. I am Dr. B. R. J. Kannan. I am an interventional cardiologist working at Vadamalayan Hospitals, Madurai. And today we are going to discuss about systemic hypertension. We all know that cardiovascular disease is the most common cause of death worldwide. There are several risk factors for that, like smoking, diabetes, hypertension, obesity, family history, and things like that. But the most important and most easily treatable risk factor is the systemic hypertension. Now, when we call systemic hypertension, how do you define that? There is a small confusion there. The definition varies between European Society guidelines and American Heart Association guidelines. Conventionally, what we have been taught so far is whenever the blood pressure is more than 140 by 90, it is called systemic hypertension. Recently, some two to three years back, American Heart Association has come with a lower number of 130 by 80. Now, why this problem? Now, American Heart Association uh, framed the guidelines based on a very important trial called SPRINT trial, where the BP was recorded in patients where they were taken to a room, they were asked to sit quietly for 15-20 minutes, and then in the oscillometric method, they took the blood pressure automatically and then average two or three blood pressures. Uh, this is as good as uh, taking home BP monitoring or ambulated blood pressure monitoring. As we know, the home BP monitoring or the ambulated blood pressure monitoring, the definition of hypertension is 10 millimeters or maybe lesser than the office blood pressure. So when you say less than 140 by 90 is normal, that is the office blood pressure. So most of the definitions are based on the office blood pressures. And that is the one which is practically we have been doing all along. And hence for Indians also, we can just generally consider a BP of less than 140 by 90 as normal if it is measured in the office, office blood pressure. However, more ideal thing is several recordings at home or ambulatory blood pressure monitoring. So ambulatory blood pressure monitoring is unrealized. It can prevent a whole lot of overdiagnosis, you know. Many a times a patient comes to a doctor for some illness and the blood pressure will be recorded as 160 by 100. Immediately, he'll be labeled as hypertension and he'll be started on medicines. It is not correct. Before diagnosing or labeling somebody to have systemic hypertension, we should have diagnosed or we should have measured their blood pressure at least more than two to three times. So I have at least done ABPM on many such patients and proven that they, they do not have hypertension withdraw the medications because it's easy to start the medication, but it's difficult to withdraw the medication. So one good indication for ABPM is that when somebody, you suspect that somebody is not hypertensive and he is unnecessarily on drugs. Of course, there are other good indications for ABPM. Nowadays, it's much more commonly available than it was previously. And I recommend that that should be placed whenever one see a patient who is not getting treated with the usual drugs or who is not behaving as we expect. That's also a good one to detect mass hypertension also. Now, you should understand that this BP number is an arbitrary one. This 140 by 90 is arbitrary one. Suppose you take two persons, person A and person B. Person A has a blood pressure of 110 by 70. Person B has a blood pressure of 140 by 90. And these two numbers are coming within the normal range, isn't it? But in spite of that, the CVD mortality risk for 110 by 70 is much, much lower than the CVD mortality risk of 140 by 90. So because of this, we say that when it comes to systemic blood pressure, lower the better. So whenever possible, we should try to achieve the lowest possible tolerable blood pressure. 
by natural means but not forcefully by medications so the general recommendation is when you treat the systemic hypertension with medication it is enough if you bring it to less than 130 by 80 and you should not overdose the patient to bring it down to 110 by 70 however if the patient loses weight if the patient does regular physical uh, aerobic exercise if the patient changes the diet to dash diet or low salt diet and things like that the bp might drop to 110 by 70 and that is good for the patient so lower the better for systemic hypertension however if by medication if you drop the systolic blood pressure less than 110 there is an increase in cardiovascular mortality from coronary artery disease because you know that uh, the coronary perfusion especially the left anterior descending artery it depends on the diastolic blood pressure and hence the mean blood pressure will come down if the systolic blood pressure comes to less than 110 so the j curve comes that is the mortality increases when the blood pressure goes less than 110 but this is not true with respect to stroke the reduction of stroke still continues to fall even if the systolic blood pressure is reduced to less than 110 so this j curve in treating hypertension is only applicable for coronary disease and it is not applicable for the mortality risk related to the stroke so we should understand that on one hand we can try to treat the hypertension aggressively we should be extremely aggressive in modifying the risk factors using lifestyle modifications and try to use the drugs judiciously we should not underutilize the drug rather we should not be pumping our patients with lot of drugs so this is the thing regarding the definition and as we have been talking about the uh, treatment and uh, one another important aspect of abpm is that it will tell us about the nocturnal blood pressure many of the cardiovascular outcomes have been very well correlated with the night mean night blood pressure and presence or absence of nocturnal dipping suppose somebody has normal blood pressure in the daytime but if he doesn't have the nocturnal dipping then that means he or he also stands the risk of developing stroke or cardiovascular disease that means he needs to be treated with some antihypertensive at night so that he develops the nocturnal dipping so this is another important utility for using ambulatory blood pressure so when it comes to treatment uh, for systemic hypertension as we all know as we have been discussing lifestyle uh, management is very important but in addition to lifestyle measures we have lot of classes of drugs that can help to uh, treat the uh, hypertension the three initial class drugs are ac inhibitors or arb calcium channel blockers and diuretics these three things can be started together if the blood pressure is very high or can be started singly if the blood pressure is uh, just grade on hypertension but the recommendation is one should consider starting at lower doses of two of the these three drugs rather than starting one drug and going to the maximum tolerable dose start at a lower dose of two class of drugs increase the dosage and then add the third class if somebody is not responding or somebody's blood pressure still remains more than 140 by 90 in spite of using arb or aca calcium channel blocker and diuretic then we can level it to have resistant hypertension and subsequently he needs further work up to rule out secondary hypertension and other things then we introduce further drugs like aldosterone antagonists like spironolactone we use beta blockers we have prazosin alpha blockers and also other centrally acting drugs so we have a lot of armamentarium of drugs to help us to treat the systemic hypertension and our aim is to keep the blood pressure less than 130 by 80 and if it is done properly 
definitely this is going to prevent the patient from developing stroke mi and other uh, uh, renal failure and uh, this will be one good way of reducing the cardiovascular mortality thank you very much